Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Glad to have you. Hopefully, uh, your Wednesday is starting off fantastic. The Orlando Magic stink, and they are going to get the number one pick in this year's NBA draft. Last night, the Heat. Uh, they ended up upending the Celtics and the Celtics whining in the third quarter, basically down the stretch about their uh, fouls and such without Marcus Smart, uh, unable to overcome the deficit. The Heat get a 118-107 win last night. Uh, meanwhile, here in our own backyard, the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, not a great day at the ballpark. They were blanked by the Braves, 3 to nothing. Uh, only able to put up five hits, had an error. Uh, the Braves, Braves three, uh, three runs, six hits. Uh, Hauser. Goes to three and four with a uh, with an ERA of uh, three twenty two. Uh, I I believe that's what it is, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but that being said, Hauser had a fantastic outing: six innings, no runs, six hits, six strike or five hits, six or uh, four hits, six strikeouts, and had an uh, unbelievable day. And uh, I take that back. He did give up a run, one run. He threw one hundred and one pitches. And uh, 60 of them for strikes, and ultimately uh, it went for not. Yesterday, Hunter Renfro, two for four in that contest, but the, the Brewers just couldn't muster anything. They had a couple of opportunities in the ballgame. They just couldn't get runs across, especially early on. They had them at second and third, weren't able to get the job done. And uh, today we get Willie Adamas going to the IL, the 10-day IL with that high ankle sprain. Kind of felt that was coming, and we knew Keston Hero would be called up, and sure enough, he is. So that's kind of the the movement today. How's your day going on out there in Madison, Ben? It's rainy. It's a day. Uh, this is naturally one of the Ebo starts drinking at nine thirty in the morning days. So, you know, it's really. Oh yeah. Oh, what did they have their uh, their their? Was it a beer Wednesday? Yeah, every oh, okay. Wednesday. So the next segment is always interesting on my home. Okay. Nine twenty. Ebo says nine twenty. <laughs> okay. You just hear it being belted from the next room, you know. Was that or was that from like the urinal down the hall? <laughs> He's just just getting past the beer beer Wednesday. <laughs> now I sat in so, though, and and for the sake of content, I took a lot of heat, but it is what it is. So uh, heat on what? Yeah, just just in general. Just in general. <laughs> I was gonna say for what? What uh, what what uh, what what heat were you taking today? There was just, uh, it was my overall presence. I, oh, I made okay. a couple of jokes that were spun back to talk about <laughs> the, the size of some body parts. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, <laughs> no. well, boy, this, I tell you what, you derailed the program early. I didn't realize that uh, you guys had that kind of show that early in the morning, but uh, I, I applaud you for, for your reach. There you go. So, uh, hey, by the way, before we get going, I want to say thanks to the uh, Rock River chapter, uh, the Rock River Hog chapter out in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, all the riders and everybody that showed up last night. Uh, they gave me a chance to speak, and it was it was fantastic. We had a lot of fun, but uh, more so than anything, uh, I just wanted to say thanks for allowing us to kind of spread the word about uh, the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 4th. And uh, one of the reasons that we spoke was we need some volunteers, not a lot. We're not looking for, you know, 50 or 60. We're just looking for maybe 5 to 10. But uh, thanks to uh, thanks to the, those of you that uh, came last night. And it was a good crowd there that came out. Uh, about 100, 120 people, something like that. So uh, a lot of good rides coming up. But uh, for all, allowing us to go in and speak a little bit last night on about Fisher House and about 
the uh, the ride itself. So thanks so much for allowing us to do that. And we certainly appreciate it. Uh, so anyway, um, got a lot going on. The uh, there's just a lot of weird stuff. Uh, just to kind of a poker. By the way, we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers today, too, which I found rather interesting uh, that the Packers and I saw this. Ben, you posted this. I had to go back and watch this uh, on NFL Total Access. The Packers being uh, the, the thought that David Carr believes that the Packers are going to be sub 500 this year, which I don't see how I, I just I, I don't see it. Uh, but there is this this premise that the, the Packers, they just have fallen apart, that Aaron Rodgers is going to fall off the table, that without Devontae Adams, this, this team can't win, forgetting the fact that this team was able to win games, numerous games, without Devontae. As a matter of fact, without Devontae Adams, they have not lost a game as of yet. So I, I, they've gotten better defensively. Uh, they've got gotten deeper offensively on their offensive line. I mean, the only area that they, they have an obvious or at least an unknown weakness in right now would be the wide receiving core. Uh, we believe through depth and through a new uh, special teams coordinator that things should get better, right? So why in the world would anybody think that this team would go from winning 13 games consistently over the last three years to being sub-500? Here's the discussion on NFL Total Access. But I don't know. I mean, I, I look at it and I go, this is not a 13-win team. I said the other day, I'm like, and this might get me in trouble, but I said Green Bay doesn't win eight games. Oh, my gosh. Well, I just said it on TV now. Why would that get you in trouble? I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I, I have a feeling Spend like. Spend some time on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, join me. Aaron please. Nagler thinks they're going 17-0. and 0. Now you want to sit here and say they're not going to win like, eight games? Show me where the matchup is for Green Bay. Like, it's always been Devontae Adams and then everyone else. Aaron Jones can get off and he can have his yards. I just don't know if I see that, like. Aaron has historically, uh, it's taken him a while, even with Devontae Adams. But they, they had 400 yards receiving but Devontae they, his rookie year. But he, also, he already has a rapport with Alan Lazard. He does. And, and that's the one thing. And Aaron Jones, with that. And, and Aaron Jones would be big out of the back. And well. they don't ask him to throw as much as you think that they do. Like, if you look at it, oh. they run the ball a ton. A.J. Dillon had close to, or at least 800 rushing yards last year. They do. They do run the ball a lot. I, but why am I having to defend the Packers? Uh, yeah, no. What are you doing to the Packers? Oh. What are you doing to me? I put this in here to make you feel better. There you go. That's the argument about defending the Green Bay Packers, that the Packers could possibly be a sub-500 team. Now, it is far, far, far too early, as we all know, in the process to really get down to the nuts and bolts of what the actual season's going to be. And I went through the schedule the day it came out, and I said, look, I see a couple of losses here. I don't see a lot of losses, only for the fact that some of the bigger games are at home. And under Matt LaFleur, the team has held, held, held court very well at Lambeau Field. So I'm not going to just suddenly start giving games away because tough opponents are coming into Lambeau Field. And the opponents that they're facing on the road are what I would consider to be less than what the Green Bay Packers team is as a whole. So I see a couple of losses, probably going to be two or three that I don't see coming. So maybe they're 12 and 5, maybe they're 13 and 4, but sub 500. What are you smoking? What are you smoking? I, I, not unless Aaron Rodgers uh, ends up injured do, for a, a lengthy period of time. Do they see them going sub-500? Anyway, the other argument, and I think it's a legitimate argument, and I've got a, a retort to that, but 
The argument is that it takes Aaron Rodgers a while to get on the same page with his wide receivers. It took him a while to get on the same page with Jordy, the same page with Devonta. You go down the list, James Jones, Greg Jennings. These guys were parts of the system, but you know it took him a while to begin to, to gain that trust level forever to get on the same page with your Michael Finley. It wasn't until they started going to hotel rooms on nights before games that your Michael Finley and Aaron Rodgers suddenly got on the same page. So it, it, I understand that argument. The problem with that is, that in those particular circumstances where there were other guys to throw to, there were other wide receivers to trust. Aaron Rodgers, other than Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, he doesn't have the trust, and those two guys cannot carry the offense by themselves, which means Aaron Rodgers has no choice but to begin to throw the football to some of the guys that are actually open. And he's got to put it on the money. He's probably got to be his best quarterback. You can talk about the last couple of years and being an MVP and the what he's done and the way he's done it and, and, and gone about his business with the run game and such. But you're not going to take the ball out of your MVP's hands. You're not going to suddenly become a run-heavy offense. Plus, if your offensive line is banged up and still inconsistent, which we believe they're better pass blocking than they are run blocking, there's no way in hell you're suddenly becoming a running the football first team. So the only thing that I can say to this is, while... I, I, I think they're crazy if they think that, you know, in any way, shape, or form, the Green Bay Packers are going to be anywhere near 500. But the only thing that I can look at and say that is going to have to happen is going to have to be the play of Aaron Rodgers. He is probably going to have to be better this year, although statistically it's not going to show, but better this year than he has over the last couple of years because of the way he's got to guide the guys, the new guys specifically, around him and guys that he has not traditionally gone to. He's got to be better. So... I think this might be his best year ever because of the weaponry or lack thereof, we believe, coming into the season, if that makes sense. But to, to say that they're going to be sub-500, <laughs> no way. No way. Ain't happening. Can't, can't fathom it. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us on the program. 877-867-1670. Uh, also, don't forget to, you can find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can also track us down, uh, via, or uh, Ben Kenny too. Don't forget about Ben Z Kenny on Twitter. At Ben Z Kenny. You can find us on the Facebook fan page. Watch the program there on Facebook Live. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. That's Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. And then find us over on YouTube. Subscribe Subscribe for free, and the subscriptions continue to go up. Thank you so much. By the way, if you want to watch the program tomorrow or any of the times we're out on the road, subscribe to YouTube, and it'll pop right up when we do go on the air. But tomorrow, don't forget, we're going to be live on the road. We're going to be at the grand reopening of Social House, H-A-U-S, Social House, on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. We're going to be there tomorrow for the program. And it begins their grand reopening and an entire weekend, a tap takeover from our friends at Budweiser, an entire weekend where the proceeds, a portion of the proceeds are going to go to Fisher House, Wisconsin, benefiting veterans, military members, and their families. So please come out and support not only the grand reopening of Dandela and a great spot over at Social House, but come out and enjoy the program. Come out and you get signed up on site for the motorcycle ride as well. We're going to be signing you up on site tomorrow uh, if you want to get in on that. And also, uh, don't forget uh, the proceeds support Fisher House, Wisconsin. So you're doing a great thing for veterans and such. So come on out and hang out with us. There you go. Uh, and you can find us also on Twitch TV. You can find us over at the old-fashioned way if you want to chime in via email, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And Arthur, yes, a uh, uh, Timber Rattlers pullover today. Going with the Timber Rattlers today. Just am. Liking it.
Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, this one's from uh, Jack. Jack says, no way the Green Bay Packers go under 500. I think they're crazy. He says 11 to 12 wins most likely, probably a couple of losses along, along the way we didn't see coming. Let's hope that none of them are at Lambeau Field as a season ticket holder. Uh, I, If they're going to take one loss at Lambeau Field, it's either going to be the Rams or the Cowboys, one of the two. One of those two games, get them. Um, but I don't think they have mass losses at Lambeau Field. The only way that would happen is if it's just mayhem when it comes to the offense and Rodgers and the inability to adapt to new and young receivers. That's that's the only way. Uh, I, I can't, at least as of right now. I mean, I haven't watched a snap of football in training camp. I haven't seen the new guys integrated into the system. I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers working with Christian Watson or Dubs or anybody else for that matter. I haven't seen what David Bakhtiari can or can't do on the football field. I don't have uh, a, you know, a paper in front of me telling me the medical chart of one Elton Jenkins as to when he's going to return. And I don't know when Robert Tanyan's going to be part of the mix and such. So I don't specifically know. But what I, one thing I do know is on paper, the way this team looks in comparison to years past, this team's got at least 13 wins in them. That's it. I think if you're going to lean one side or the other, let's answer this question. If you're going to lean to one side or the other, what is more likely to happen? Let's let's do this. What is more likely to happen? The Packers have 10 wins or less, or the Packers win a Super Bowl? What is more likely to happen? 10 wins or less, or they win a Super Bowl? It's a hell of a poll question, I believe. How are we looking? Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light is here to remind you, but Wednesday Night Live, beginning next week, next Wednesday night. Thank God it's not tonight because it's cold, it's crappy, it sucks out. But next week, next Wednesday night, it's Wednesday Night Live. It's back at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Rebel Grace takes the stage starting at 7. Gates open up at 6. Free parking for motorcycles, 5 bucks for cars, free admission, food, everything. Go on out to Wednesday Night Live at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. It all begins next Wednesday night. All brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you're out and about right now, maybe you're sliding a little bit, you're thinking to yourself, I got some summer traveling going on. I got to head some places. I'm going to the Dells. I'm going to the Colorado Rockies. I'm going to Sturgis. I'm going to Florida, whatever it happens to be. And you're driving there and the tires aren't great. Maybe stop out and see my buddy Lyle right there in uh, Johnson Creek, right off of 94. The best prices, the best service. You can trust him. It's J&L Tire Service. And whether you're a soccer mom, you're a salesman on the road, or maybe you're an over-the-road truck driver, whatever it happens to be, they can help you in every aspect. From uh, the minivans all the way up to the semi-tractor trailers, they got you covered. That's our friends at J&L Tire Service. J&L Tire Service.com. That's J&L Tire.com. J&L Tire.com. 
and tell Lyle and the gang we said hello. And don't forget, if you're going to support somebody, support somebody that does some good work in their community too. Huge into community involvement. Huge. Just paid some money for the local high school and, and for their baseball fields out there. So they just always donate something. And they're good people. Go to JNLTire.com. That's JNLTire.com. Ten wins or less or a Super Bowl. Take your pick. Ten wins or less or the Super Bowl. What is more likely to happen for the Green Bay Packers this season? I get a feeling. I get a feeling. Now, again, I have not seen a snap. I have not been to a practice field. I have not gotten a medical report, whether it's on Tanyan or Elton Jenkins or David Bakhtiari or anybody. None of it. I get a sense. You tell me if you do too. I get a sense this team might be, might be scary good. Am I setting my expectations too high? Am I getting too far out over my skis? What is more likely to happen? Ben, what, what's your thought? What is more likely to happen, 10 wins or less or a Super Bowl? I agree with you, the thought that this team could be scary good. But I, I'm still in the middle. I, I think 10 wins or less is more likely. And I was trying to pull up the Vegas odds of, of what they think of uh, the two compared. Packers' Super Bowl price right now is plus 1,200. They're fourth behind the Bills, Buccaneers, and Chiefs. Their mm-hmm. season win total is 11 and a half which is, I guess, closer to 10. I'm going to say 10 or less just because I feel like even if they are a really good team, stuff could go wrong and they could still get in the playoffs and then make a run if they're, say, 10 and 7. And the Super Bowl, I, I mean, we've seen it. Once they get to the playoffs, it's a tough road. Mm-hmm. That's not a very scientific answer, but right. I'm in the middle. I, I, I think it could go. I could see either happening. I, uh, now, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and saying this uh, with the thought that it is very difficult to get rookies to be that good that fast. This means we are relying upon, we are relying upon Quay Walker and company, defensively speaking. We are relying upon the fact that Devontae Wyatt is the real deal. We are relying upon Christian Watson to also be the real deal, or Romeo Dubs, one of the two to actually step up and be solid. We are relying upon the fact that Sammy Watkins is going to come into the system and say to the world, I finally have this quarterback that can put the ball on a dime and get it to me consistently, and I am going to shine in this offense because not only are they going to scheme me open, but the the quarterback's going to deliver. I've got good hands. We're going to move the sticks, and then we're going to let Christian Watson run wild and get downfield with dubs. Or because Randall Cobb is going to have an entirely healthy season, not come up with a hamstring or an ankle, something like he always does, and he is going to be your possession receiver on the comeback plays that begin to break down because he has a trust with Aaron Rodgers. Or Alan Lazard is going to pick up two-tenths more of speed and suddenly give you a little more open window to throw to. Whatever it happens to be, that just things are going to be that good. But you're relying upon, really, in essence, four rookies to come in 
and get the job done. You're relying upon Amari Rodgers to take that next step. Eric Stokes to be the real deal they're betting on. That Rasul Douglas is going to pick up where he left off and not you know, have some of those numbers decline in his second year with the Green Bay Packers. That Jair comes back, and he's just as tenacious, just as fast, just as strong, has that defensibility after getting paid, that tenacity to be one of the best secondaries in football. That's what we're relying upon. That's what we're relying upon. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. What is more likely to happen? This team wins the Super Bowl? Or let's just say gets to a Super Bowl, but, but goes to the Super Bowl. Or 10 wins or less. Pick one. Um... This one's from AutoCAD, who says, 10 wins, or, 10 wins or less because I've lost all my faith in Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Um, Eric says, uh, Bill, let's get serious here. We both know Super Bowl victory. <laughs> I like the, I, I like the, I like the, uh, the optimism. Uh, Pac fan says, Sammy Watkins might not even make this team. Uh, this is from uh, McQuaid. He says, do you think the Packers can flourish on the road in the playoffs? Hence, 2010, Lambeau hasn't necessarily been uh, great, uh, hasn't been nice lately in the postseason, I, which I agree. I, I, it, It's hard to say, and I go back to the logic if you have to pick one. Now, what if I said, if I threw in the, to the mix, let's say we throw into the mix, so this team will win 13 or more games and lose in the playoffs. Would that then be the most popular of answers? I think that probably would be. I really do. I think that would be probably the more likely of answer for many. For many. Right now, 59% of you, that's it. Almost 100 votes in. 59% say they win the Super Bowl. 41% say they win 10 games or less. And it's because you don't have a choice for the middle. Because you don't have a choice for the middle. That's why. Because you don't have that win 13 games or more and lose in the playoffs. Andrew says it all comes down to Rogers' health, which is a good point. But I'm going to take it a step further. And and uh, this this is what I believe. Okay? This is what I believe. I believe this season is the total epitome of of Aaron Rodgers, of what Rodgers can do. All the arguments about he throws guys open, he makes you better, all that has to come true. I believe the defense is deeper. I believe the defense is better. That, that I do believe. Uh, how much better? I don't know. You know, But I, I do know if they pick up where they left off from last season, and, uh, and, and Baller, uh, even though he says, well, they, they lost Zedarius Smith, but Zedarius didn't play last year, and they were still a top-10 defense. I believe they've gotten better. So I'm not the Zedarius Smith, even though I love Zedarius, I think he's a great guy and he can be a tenacious player. He didn't play last year and they were still a top 10 defense. So I'm, I'm not, that's not my level of concern. And I believe they've gotten better in the trenches. So what I'm thinking is this. I believe that defensively they're better than what they were last year. And if with, say, Tanyan back, with a full complement of players, now, say Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon go down, well, then that starts to strap you. 
because it starts to limit the ability of what you can do offensively, at least in play calling, for motion and movement, okay, if both those guys go down for any length of time. But I believe this season, probably more than most, I believe this season really does come down to Aaron Rodgers. I think, in in my opinion, I think Aaron Rodgers is has coming into this year the most pressure on him of any quarterback in the National Football League. I think he has the most. Because we don't talk a lot about Josh Allen in Buffalo and what happened to them in the postseason last year against Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, you know what? They're going to have some pressure on them because they let Tariq Hill go. But he's still young enough to say he can do it. Tom Brady coming back. Tom's coming back. He, he won a ring. Tom lost a few weapons, but, you know, Tom's coming back. He was retired. Now he's coming back. He, he, he doesn't have anything to prove. He doesn't have pressure. Deshaun Watson, nah. He's just hoping he can still play and he stays out of the uh, police blotter. Dak Prescott, maybe. Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, maybe. I think there's, if you want to talk about maybe the top five, you know, pressure pack situations this year going into the NFL, you'd probably say Dallas would be number two. Probably look at Dallas. Um, Bubba, what about Joe, Joe Burrow? No, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's in, technically is in his second year. His first year was marred because of a knee injury. Um, and because of what they did last year, God, he's king of that city for at least the next five years. No matter what happens down there, he doesn't have pressure. They want to get back, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't have pressure. No. Not at all. Um, I can't think of any other team. Maybe Lamar Jackson to prove himself, to get himself over and above in that division, to come back after a, a semi-down year, come back from injury. Maybe. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, maybe you could pray. You could probably say Russell Wilson would be number three because I think it would go Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson at number three because changing teams, kind of wanting his, I'm not going to say forcing his way, but wanting out of Seattle, wanting to go to that Denver team where they believe, they believe they were only a quarterback away. So now it's kind of put up or shut up time. So maybe number three there. Um, but, but that's it. What other quarterback has more pressure than those three? I don't think any Kyler Murray, maybe at number four, because of all his belly aching and whining about how great he is and the contract he deserves and the money he should be getting and all the, the petulant crap that he put that organization through. Maybe he's sitting at number four, Derek Carr. Can we say Derek Carr out in the, uh, the AFC West? Would be number five because he got the guy he wanted. They've kind of gone for it out there. Would you go number five there? But if you go with the number one quarterback in the National Football League with absolutely positively the most pressure on them, one, knowing the career is coming to an end. Two, the organization has a giant set of lips and they are firmly attached to his ass. And they've gone all in for the most part. They've gone all in for the most part. You better believe Aaron Rodgers coming into this season has absolutely positively the most pressure on him to win a Super Bowl this year. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at Burn Pit Barbecue. 
BurnPitBBQ.com. It is BurnPitBBQ.com. Not only are they great guys, but they are going to be featured on QVC and the Home Shopping Network as one of the best businesses, veteran-owned businesses, coming up. And uh, so make sure you look for them. Make sure you look for them. It's over Memorial Day weekend. They're going to be highlighted on the air on May 26th uh, from 1 and 7 o'clock Eastern time on the uh, QVC and 2.55 and 6.55 or uh, 7.55 Central time on the Home Shopping Network. But check out BurnPitBBQ.com. They're right here in Wisconsin, Racine, Wisconsin. They are veteran-owned, only been in business about two years, but they have skyrocketed. They've done great things. Again, go to BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. And huge supporters of the Fisher House and the Motorcycle Ride as well. Go to BurnPitBBQ.com. We'll come back. More, A lot more of this. Because I find it fascinating, the discussion. And I'll give you an update on the poll question when we come back as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The dreaded Chicago Wolves. That is uh, the next round for the Milwaukee Admirals. Telling you, Admirals hockey, playoff hockey, the Chicago Wolves. Nothing gets better. Nothing gets better than that rivalry, you know? So get Milwaukee Admirals tickets now and get set for uh, postseason hockey. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And uh, get your tickets. Get your tickets. Uh, This is going to be a good one. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, and uh, and be a supporter. Uh, good postseason hockey going on down there. Coming up, they're not far away, as a matter of fact. They are taking on the Wolves on the 21st and 22nd. So Saturday and Sunday at the uh, UW Panther Arena. They ended up closing out the Manitoba Moose 2-1 to the other night in Winnipeg. So now, oh, yeah, here come the Wolves. Chicago Wolves at home. Um, uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, they're at, I, I take that back, at the Rosemont Horizon. And then on the 25th and the 27th, the Wolves are back at the UW Panther Arena. So let me correct myself. They open up with the Wolves this weekend, the first two on the road, the next two at home. And then if indeed there's a third needed uh, or another game needed, then they're going to be playing the Wolves at the Rosemont Horizon again. So uh, get them for the 25th and the 27th as the Milwaukee Admirals back at UW Panther Arena and hopefully with a uh, two games to none or one tied series tied at one apiece when they come back home and they can uh, close that thing out. So there you go. Milwaukee Admirals Hockey. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. My apologies. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. This is interesting. Kerry says naysayers claim that Minnesota, over on the Bud Light live stream, now Minnesota is now the top team in the NFL North. Uh, I don't think they got that much better. Your thoughts, uh, the defense alone, keeps us ahead and the offense will adapt and thrive. Um, no. Uh, the only people I think that really believe that Minnesota got dramatically better are probably people that live in Minnesota. Colin Cowherd picked them, actually, to win the North. Colin Cowherd's crazy. Well, I yes. hope Colin Cowherd comes out and apologizes to all NFL fans before it's all said and done. 
Uh, just there's look, I, I new coaching staff. Yeah, you're going to get a shot of adrenaline. Things are going to be different. There's going to be a better focus going into camp. You're not going to be listening to Zimmer and the whining and and the hard ass tactics and the changing of the guard when it comes to you know offensive coordinators because they can't get along with the head coach and such. And I understand all of that. And they still have good weapons. Still have Dalvin Cook. You still have you know solid guys on the outside. I mean that that's I'm I'm not knocking them in any way, shape, or form. There, it's a hell of a team. I agree. But when it comes to, and, and we can't forget, you know, Justin Jefferson, obviously, Adam Thielen and such, and good weaponry there. But I don't think they got dramatically better. Uh, they did pick up that safety uh, sign or scene, uh, Lewis scene, which was a, a good, solid pick. Uh, they picked up a corner, and Andrew Booth Jr., they picked him up, and uh, I believe they're, they're, they're better in that department. They got themselves uh, a, a, a defensive end in the draft, in the latter portion of the draft, Asamoah. Uh, they picked him up at the inside linebacking position to back up, uh, say, Eric Kendricks or Jordan Hicks if they need. So I, I think they're they're better, but they're they're still not they're still not the same level as what uh, the Green Bay Packers are. That's it. Um, Cowherd picking them to be the top dog in the NFC North, Minnesota. I don't don't think so. Don't uh, think so. It probably helps the Packers' chances. He did, but. Right. Or just uh, throwing down inspiration. But as far as the, the, the quarterback with the most pressure on them, Pac fan brought up Tua. I Tua has pressure because this is there's no more excuses for Tua. They went out and did everything they could to bolster that team. I agree with you. But and let me say this. I'm, I'm not downplaying that because if you had to put Tua on the list, I'd probably put him at like six. Uh, Derek Carr, certainly. I, he's top five because you got. Aaron Rodgers is number one, hands down. Derek, uh, Dak Prescott, number two. Maybe you could probably go Russell Wilson changing teams, and, and they believe in Denver that they're ready to run. Probably number three, Dar number four, Lamar Jackson uh, coming off of the injury last year and what uh, they feel they need to do in the AFC North. Um, probably number five. Uh, if you're going to then say six, uh, 5A, 5B, you got to throw two in there, I would agree. Because they went out and got Tariq Hill. They picked him up. They've already already got Cedric Wilson. They've got uh, Jalen Waddle, their first round draft choice last year. Um, they picked up another um, uh, Azukanma, I think is how you pronounce his name. They picked him up. I I don't know what round he got picked up in, but offensively speaking, that's a solid solid team. They still have Sony Michelle. They still have Chase Edmonds running the football down there. So Tua. Um, you know, the decent offensive line. Two has got weapons now. He can't complain that he doesn't have the weapons, doesn't have anybody to throw to. So, yes. But, but, and the reason I, I would say I, I would not include two in that top five, the profile of Tua is nowhere near as high as the other quarterbacks that we mentioned. And, and the only, I can throw Kyler Murray in there. Kyler Murray made a big stink in the offseason about his contract, about not wanting to play in Arizona. At one point he wanted out, then he wanted to stay. Then it was he was mad that they said, you know, hey, you're acting like a baby, at which, you know, some of his mature antics he was. You know, people were criticizing him, saying, look, you haven't earned anything yet. You haven't done anything. You've had half seasons. You know, you've played well, and then you falter. You had a great first his first seven games of the season were fantastic. You got banged up. When you came back, you weren't anywhere nearly as good as what you were. You don't deserve anything until you prove it consistently, and he hasn't done that yet. So I think he's got a lot of pressure on him just because he his, his mouth kind of outrode his ass, so to speak, and he needs to prove it this year. So 
there's probably, you know, if you want to throw him into the mix, I'd throw him into the mix. But by to me, hands down, the quarterback that has been the most outspoken, that has been the most uh, watched, that has been the most controversial, uh, and this is a, a just a barely over a year's worth of controversy and profile and spotlight, there has been none other than Aaron Rodgers. And then, you know, with the time that he wanted to take to come back and when he was sitting around doing the poncha cleanse and feeling good and, and talking about everything he had going on, so I'd made up his mind. In the meantime, Devontae Adams continues to wait, and they couldn't make a move for Devontae because they couldn't make a move for Aaron Rodgers, and he didn't know what was going on. And, and I, I, he, while he didn't take all the money, uh, even though he still ended up being the contract that we said it was going to be when we took so much heat, three years, $50 million a year. Duh. Although he didn't take all the money and made it cap-friendly this season and next, um, I think the fact that it just got to be – it grinded on Devontae. He wanted out. Uh, Aaron had said, other players want to come here and play with me. And w- the minute he said that, suddenly you lost three wide receivers. You lost MVS. You lost Equinemia St. Brown. You lost Devontae Adams. Sammy Watkins wanted to come here, but Sammy Watkins also needed a job. Um, so – and the Packers were in desperate need of a veteran wideout, so it was kind of a match made in heaven at that point, so to speak, for um, for timing of it all. But I think, hands down, the guy with the most pressure on him this season, most pressure, by far, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and this team to go far. So when we go back to our poll question, we ask the legitimate poll of uh, when what is more likely to happen this season. The Packers, they win 10 games, or what is more likely to happen they win 10 games or less, or they win the Super Bowl. And I thought it would be more people leaning towards this team being scary good and winning a Super Bowl than what it is. After almost 100, well, now 175, 77 votes, 53% of you over on Twitter, if you follow me at Bill underscore Michaels, 53% of you say they win the Super Bowl. But 47% say they win 10 games or less. Out of the two, what is more likely to happen most of you have the pessimistic side of they're not going to win a Super Bowl. A lot of you feel they're not going to win a Super Bowl, although 53% of you feel they do, which is still better than half. But still, I thought it would be a much, much wider margin. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Do it. We'd love to have you, as always. Hey, uh, coming up, a reminder that uh, on Sunday, September 4th, we ride for the Fisher House for military veterans, for military members, their families. We can't do it without you. We need volunteers. If you want to email me, we'd love to have you volunteer if you don't ride. If you do ride, please join us. Please go and sign up right now over in the Bud Light live stream. You can use the QR code and scan it right to your phone, and it takes you right to the registration page. Uh, the flyers are going to be out. The posters are going to be out. I, any one of the bars in Lake Country, Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson, some of our participating um, locations are all going to have these flyers Wednesday Night Live. Can you please just scan the QR code, get signed up, and join us? And remember, only for those who pre-register, there is four ticket prize packages, Bucks and Admirals, Brewers, Badgers, and then race tickets, both IndyCar and NASCAR, at Road America. We can't do this without you, so please, we're trying to make it as as lucrative for you and an incentive-based for you to sign up and join us, other than just the charitable aspect of it. So please come out and join us Sunday, September 4th. And if you follow us on the Bud Light live stream, you can scan the QR code right now and get signed up and get registered. We appreciate it. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to uh, our motorcycle ride for the veterans we can't say thanks enough to our friends at potawatomi bingo casino or potawatomi uh, hotel casino because uh, they stepped up this year and they're going to provide dealers dealers uh, to deal the poker hand at the end of this thing which is really cool and they wanted to be a part of it and support veterans so thanks to potawatomi hotel casino and they just broke ground by the way on a on a great new venture down there uh, some of the stuff with the guys from kiss uh, they're getting ready to expand the hotel. They're getting ready to do some other things down there, some some huge stuff. So thanks to our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Also, to our friends at uh, The Rock, The Rock Sports Complex in Franklin, Wisconsin, home of the Milkmen down there. Uh, they've got Little League fields, softball fields, uh, the Umbrella Bar. They've also got to the Ski Hill in the wintertime. They're putting in a new Top Golf down there as well. But thanks to uh, Mike Zimmerman and everybody with The Rock Complex because they have been fantastic to us, and they are our first stop on the ride and huge, huge supporters of ours. Also, uh, to one of the uh, most well-known music venues in the state of Wisconsin, thanks to our friends at Alpine Valley, both the music venue and the uh, the resort, and uh, they have stepped up and said we'd love to be a part of this. So they're going to be with us this year. Also, our friends at Knucklehead out in uh, Palmyra, Eagle area. Thanks to them for being a part of it as well. And uh, one of our uh, newer supporters, also uh, Great Lakes Dragaway. We went to, uh, to the, took the motorcycle there a few years ago. Uh, and had, man, I didn't know how that stop would be received, but people loved it. They had bikes drag racing that day, cars drag racing that day. It was fun. It was, it was really, really cool. So thanks to our friends uh, at Great Lakes Dragaway for coming on board and being a part of it as well. We can't say thanks enough to them also. Um, I've got, uh, this is interesting. Uh, 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 S. Alder hits us up, which is Husker Packer uh, 308 on Twitter. Says, I feel like 11 wins, playoffs, no Super Bowl. So 10 or less more likely, probably should have been traded, probably should have traded Rodgers after the back-to-back MVPs and started over. Value will probably go down with a year older and less talented wide receiver. We need to find out if Love has anything. Go, Pat, go. I Maybe the win total I might be able to get into just because that's the path of least resistance. But I am a staunch supporter of keeping Aaron Rodgers and riding that horse until you can't ride that horse anymore. What you know is in your stable is a future Hall of Famer, a first ballot Hall of Famer, hands down. That's what you know is in your stable, as opposed to tearing it down with the uncertainty. When you tear it down, let me explain. Here, here's something you have to think about. When you tear it down, you have to do you have to be lucky in two areas, okay? that the next guy you get, the next quarterback, is the real deal because everything has to mature the same. When Ted Thompson took over that team from Mike Sherman and brought in Mike McCarthy and then drafted Aaron Rodgers, he had three years. His three-year plan was, let's get our quarterback, regardless of Brett Favre. We, We either have Favre or another guy. He fell to our laps. Let's take him. And then we're going to draft and we're going to watch these guys grow up together because usually it takes you a couple of years. So you get these guys 
and you begin to watch it mature. So when they all begin to peak, they all peak at the right time. See, when Chicago did the Khalil Mack deal, okay, and they started making trades and bolstering that defense, that defense was really good. The problem was they had a craptastic quarterback to lead them, and they forgot that, oh, yeah, by the way, you need a decent offensive line. They had some weapons, but they had nobody to protect the quarterback, and they didn't have a quarterback. So while your defense matured and got really, really good, everything else was faltering off. So then as suddenly you pick up Justin Fields and the offense is going to start getting better, now your defense is on a decline and it's on its way down because it's aging. So you you got to get everything to peak at the right time. So if you're going to do that and say you want to move on and take Jordan Love, well, the Jordan Love's got two or three years to peak, which means everything you've done now – the young guys, yeah, that's great, but you're not bringing in the veterans. You're not keeping the veterans around because there's no sense because they're not going to be peaking. They're going to be looking for another contract elsewhere by the time you would assume Jordan Love is going to get good. What you need to do is to get everything to peak at the right time, and there's an art to that. So if you were going to ditch Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love, first of all, Jordan Love's not taking you to a Super Bowl. I'm just telling you that right now. He's not. So you would have to find a quarterback in this draft and move on or trade for a young quarterback. Well, that wasn't going to happen. You ride that horse until you can't ride that horse anymore. That's what you do. One hour down. We've got more to go. Will Salmon's going to join us coming up here in about 20 minutes. Stay tuned for that. And Frankie Bag of Donuts Winters is going to be here. About one hour from now. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up and coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.